0: We had to let your neighbor go, Jake says by way of greeting. We didn't have enough evidence to hold him. He swears up and down that he heard barking and yelling coming from your house, and just came down the bluff to see what was going on. Do you believe him, I ask? Yeah, I believe him. There was no sign of an attempted break in, no footprints. And Okada wasn't exactly dressed for breaking and entering when Bennett and Cole nabbed him. He was wearing flannel pajama bottoms and a white sweatshirt not what I'd call cat burglar attire. Not that his sweatshirt is white anymore. When he didn't respond to the order to stop right away, Cole and Bennett tackled him in the mud. Okada said once he saw that the police arrived, he figured things were under control and he was heading back up to his house, said he couldn't hear the order because of the noise from the heavy rain. That's kind of what I figured, I say. So you don't think I have anything to worry about with him right next door to me? What about his outdoor lights? Why did they go off when he was coming down the bluff? They're motion-sensitive lights. They go off after a few minutes, and that's what he says happened, Jake explains. It looks like he's exactly who he says he is, a former dot-com guy who wanted to start his own canoe rental business. I don't think you have a thing to worry about, but just in case, I gave him a good talking to. I think it is safe to say that he won't dare look sideways at you anytime soon. Great, welcome to the neighborhood, I think. So you don't think anyone was out there? You think I overreacted? I ask, heat rising to my cheeks. You've been through a lot, Jake says. It's understandable that you'd be a little jumpy. Stitch probably just heard an animal outside and took off after it. I groan. Don't worry about it, Earhart, it's our job. Just make sure to keep your doors locked. Jake and I say our goodbyes. The temperature is warmer than forecasted, and for a moment I consider taking my board out on the river again, but then dismiss the idea. The journey would be too unnerving, and I wonder if five minds will always conjure this same fear and uneasiness and cease to be the life-saving respite it has come to be for me. I'm a trauma nurse, was a trauma nurse, and I always prided myself in handling the most stressful, unpredictable of scenarios. And now, my dog chases a squirrel in the woods, and I freak out. My tongue suddenly tingles for a drink. I miss the first frosty bite of liquid and the slow burn as the alcohol slides down my throat. Normally, I take Stitch out onto the river or into the woods when I get these cravings but I may have to come up with a different means of distraction for a while. I let Stitch outside and double-check the answering machine. I know the clinic is open six days a week, and I'm hoping there will be a message from Dr. Huntley about rescheduling our interview. Nothing. The urge to retrieve the bottle from beneath the bathroom sink is overwhelming, and I know what I have to do, and it can't wait until Monday. I scoop dog food into Stitch's dish and fill the other one with fresh water before jumping into the shower. I manage to wash and rinse my hair before the hot water runs out. I blow dry my hair and try to smooth it into submission. Stitch has finished eating and watches me curiously as I dig out my makeup case. For the first time in months, I rub foundation over my skin, swirl blush on my cheeks, line my eyelids with liner. Sweep mascara across my lashes and dab on red lipstick. I stare at my reflection in the mirror. I look clownish, and in frustration, wash my face. I start over, this time adding only the mascara and lip gloss. Much better, I decide. Back upstairs, I dress in my interview outfit. A gray skirt that hits me just above the knees, a white silk shell, and a gray jacket that matches the skirt. I slide on pantyhose, remembering how much I hate wearing them, and step into the only pair of high heels I own. On the floor of my closet is a colorful pair of running shoes that makes me think of the shoe that Stitch found in the woods yesterday. My stomach rumbles, and I know I should eat something before I leave. Unaccustomed to walking in heels, I carefully walk down the steps and grab a granola bar from the kitchen, tossing it into my purse, At the door, I bend down so I'm at eye level with Stitch. Not an easy task in these shoes. I'm sorry, you'll have to stay here, I tell him. Stitch doesn't believe me. His tail wags happily, and he crowds...